0: Hey, everybody, it's Ron from the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast Network here to talk to you today about SpinWiz Comics. SpinWizComics.com is an indie comics discovery platform. It's designed to help comic book readers find new content with over 60 publishers and over 400 different comic titles to choose from and growing every week. Most of the content right now is free to read, but there are options available to purchase PDFs and support creators you read the most. And right now, as part of the promotion, IB Comics is offering the first four issues of Grace, free to read. And for all you music fans out there, the first 28 pages of Legba's Juke Joint Volume One. You can read all of these for free at spinwizcomics.com. So if you're a content creator out there, check it out. It's a no-hassle platform whose core goal is to help with awareness to essentially take your comic book and put it out there for new readers. It's as easy as uploading a couple of PDFs, toss them into a Dropbox or Google, and within a day, your stuff will be online and available for purchase or for new readers to check out. Spinwizcomics.com. Check it out today. Babies direct from the beautiful Inland Blue Studios. Honey, this is the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast with your hosts, that fine ass Chris Thayer, that beautiful Steve Hill, and that big hunk of chunk of meat, Ron Mills. Woo! Mama's hot up in here, let's get this party started. All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast here with your host today. Chris Thayer. And I'm Ron Mills. It's just two of us again, so we're doing our uh, our remote our remote talk, and we'll have to even Mike and Mike all call in at some point during the pod today. That'd be cool. <laughs> Lots to talk about. So, how's uh, how's everything out in Redlands and your neck of the woods? You surviving the uh, the Rona,
1: dude? I'm I'm so glad the sun is out. Because I've got a pool that's got my name on it figuratively speaking it does <laughs> literally my name on it
0: did you go in the pool already or uh I mean, a, I mean it was like 80 but I don't know that it was like swimming weather
1: N- now remember I moved in the first week of October last year we went to New York uh, we came back and the weather was no longer warm so I've had a new pool And i've literally been in it once for about half an hour
0: well didn't you like heat that damn thing for like three weeks
1: after you bought the house (laughs) we we heated it up for uh whatever the the weekend is uh there's a like a four-day weekend or something that we had in october and uh, we heated it up so that we wouldn't go six months or seven months without actually using the pool because i had been gone when we moved in how
0: was that first uh first heating bill
1: oh it was brutal like we got we got a notice from uh from edison and like uh hey motherfucker you need to slow down on your electricity we're gonna bump you up into the next bracket if you don't knock that off i'm like okay <laughs> we'll wait
0: you're all i am so sorry i will not i will not turn on any lights in my house right, right. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great dude that's great well, we're all out here surviving the Rona too. Um, it's uh, had its ups and downs. Um, we have uh, – yeah, yeah, man. On my In my property on my back hill, uh, we have uh, like a third of an acre. Uh, and there's like one section of the, the property that we just don't go on um, because, you know, it's like a hill and it's got like tall grass and shit on it. So I go out there once a year and I edge it down. Well, my son has been out there um, – pulling weeds for the last nine days
1: that's amazing
0: <laughs> yeah because he uh he got caught uh i don't know if he's just bored or he is a sociopath i'm not i'm not quite sure which it is um hopefully it's it's both you know uh but he uh he's been like non-stop getting into shit so uh, uh <laughs> idle it hands, started man. with we oh dude <laughs> It started with, uh, we, we got like one of those, um, like Stater Brothers tubs of ice cream, like a legit gallon, you know, <laughs> um, it was left over from something and we'd had it. And so it was out in the freezer, in the beer fridge, in the garage. And I came right. around the corner and I, he had his hand in the top of it and was like shoveling ice cream into his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> so...
1: <laughs> oh my god so that Di- was
0: the first thing
1: diabetes <laughs>
0: yeah so and then he tried telling me like no it, nah, it, it the top fell off right. <laughs> and i was just putting it back on uh and then he uh i i said okay so i sent him out to weed on the hill for the first time that was like his punishment because that needs to be done either way for how long um I was going to be like for an hour, you know, that's just, a, fine. it's like, just do this small section. And right. I get up there after an hour and he's done nothing. And I'm like, you haven't done anything. And he goes, Oh, I, the weeds are all, I put them back in the holes after I pulled them out. <laughs> what? So yeah. So he tried telling me pulled the weeds out and then he put them back in the hole because right. you know, as one does. Right. 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 Makes uh, perfect so sense. So then that's like, he got. Yeah, yeah, he got double whammied for lying on that one. So, oh. um, so then now it's turned into like a thing. So now it's like capital punishment. Oh yeah. So if I like the this back hill is like the length of our house plus another house. Right. So it is not small. You're talking like maybe a hundred and forty feet across. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably like eighteen feet up. You know. And he is now weeded two thirds of this thing oh, because he is. Uh, He keeps getting into fucking trouble. (laughs) Like, so, so the other, on Sunday morning, we were like, all right, man, you know, like you've, you've gone a whole week working this hill. Uh, So I pulled him in. I said, we're going to have pancakes this morning. And he's like, yes. I go, so go downstairs and prep the pancakes. Well, my wife, because it was my birthday on Monday, had bought us as a treat uh, from the store, like the sugar, the box of sugar cookies, you know, like the little round ones. It's like 10 to a box. So I come downstairs and we'd each had one the night before and I come downstairs and I look and there, you know, there's 10 in a box and we each had one and there's only five left. And I'm like, what the hell? And I look (laughs) on the floor and there's sugar crumbs everywhere. So this little fucker got downstairs and like shoved these two cookies into his mouth as fast as he could so he wouldn't get caught. And then I go, did you eat these two cookies? And he's all. Nope.
1: <laughs> like,
0: and I'm all, are you serious? And he's like, no, nah, dad, I didn't need him. And I was like, but there's like, there's like crumbs. I, I turned into like Dexter CSI. I was like, I'm all, you could see the angle of the crumbs, son. <laughs> so, so he went They're back on, out your on the shirt. hill. So yeah. yeah.
1: That's funny. <laughs> well, at least it's good that he's a terrible liar.
0: Oh, he's terrible. He's just god awful at it.
1: Oh, uh, I've got one of those too. Oh
0: yeah, which one?
1: Oh, of course you know who it is. It's Darian. Oh, of, it's course obviously it is. Darian. of course it is. Of
0: course it is. Because it's always Darian. Always.
1: <laughs> oh no, ev- everything's cool here. Um, you know, it, it, Phoebe. It, it's like, it, you know, there's nothing going on. She's just in her room and she's drawing, or she's, you know, watching TV or playing the Xbox or whatever she's playing. For her, it's no big deal. Because it's business as usual. But the older two, man, they're having a hard time because they had just, you know, in the last few years, gotten their freedom. They got cars and they're out doing whatever they want. And now it's like all that's gone. And fucking Darian cannot figure out how to stay her ass at home. And she's like a heartbeat away from being homeless at this point. Like, you are going to be living in your goddamn car? (laughs) You're going to evict her? Uh, Yeah, I am. Like I've got boxes from when we moved. I pulled them out of the shed because she goes wandering out. I'm I'm gonna slash her tires and I'm, or I'm gonna get put the boxes in her room and say start packing. I don't care where you go, live in your car, but you ain't bringing that Rona here. Like oh, I went to go. I went to go watch the sunset. Right, right.
0: Well, we, uh, uh, I had a birthday that just happened. Yeah, man. So we had a, a nice, yeah, yeah, man. We How- had a nice event where, uh, a bunch of my friends, uh, that are, were friends with, uh, they all rolled by out of nowhere in their cars. And That's we had awesome. like a little, uh, parking lot jammy jam.
1: Nobody called me or told me.
0: Yeah, sorry, man. Like, I, I, I think it was spur of the moment. I'm sure. So they, yeah, so they, <clears throat> uh, they, uh, they came by and like you know we had a little celebration and blocked traffic in front of my street for an hour. It was great.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> so it's 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 uh, celebrations in the time of Rona, you know. So by the way, I call that band name. Oh yeah, <laughs> just so you know.
1: Well, my sister posted something and it, and it actually was a news report and the uh, police and fire on dispatcher appreciation day did one of those drive-bys with the sirens and everything. Cause they can't even go in and see them. They're like locked in, you know? So they wave from the doorway basically. So yeah, man, that's, that's become like the new thing. Teachers are doing that shit and yeah, that's, that's the new way to show some love is just do a drive-by. So <laughs> it will mean something completely different to this up and coming generation than it did to us. <laughs> like we all went at, we, we did a drive by <laughs> yeah
0: I'm, I'm like in my mind I'm like boys in the hood You're always right? right. <laughs> so
1: I, I I'm more thinking Friday
0: okay fair enough fair enough well which was like a spoof on boys in the hood right, a little bit but right, that's you right. know so all right, so we got a lot to talk about. Um, uh, yes. First thing being, hey, guys, if if you're listening to the podcast and you keep hearing the advertisements for SpinWiz Comics, like please go and support them. We love having a, uh, a sponsor on the show, uh, and we're going to talk a lot about SpinWiz over like the next six months. Um, so go down to SpinWizComics.com and uh, support them. And then the other thing is, too, is if you haven't done so yet, jump on and subscribe to fix it in the mix. So, uh, Chris, how's that podcast going? so far it's
1: it's been awesome man the response has been really really good um we're seeing a lot of action on the page um the we've um, dropped three episodes now so the first episode was was benji phonic was the uh former nerd metal you know world of warcraft band uh turned white rapper nerd thing it's like <laughs> so bizarre man and i I, I even say <laughs> it's to him, a little bizarre yeah i even say to him at one point like you're the only guy i know he can take the worst idea ever and make it work and he does it over and over <laughs> with every project he's in it's like how does he do it um so yeah that that was a real fun episode and then of course episode two um was um Oh, man, I blanked. I was, oh, sorry. Johnny Main and, and Mike Hightower uh, from the 44s band. They're, they're an a outlaw blues group. And then we just dropped one this week. Uh, I talked with uh, NPR's uh, David Fleming, who the guy has interviewed over his, like, 30 years in in uh, public radio, like, everybody on the planet as far as like music and entertainment goes like he is a wealth of stories. So here his perspective kind of interviewing the interviewee was really kind of a cool flip of the script.
0: Oh nice man nice very
1: cool very cool.
0: Oh wait hey oh, hold on it sounds like we're getting a phone call in
1: Oh uh oh who's this? Hey, it's Mike uh, <laughs> Mike Jones what, what are you up to Mike Jones? Ah just doing a buddy check seeing, making sure everybody's okay. <laughs> We've been worried about you, man. Why is that? Well, I mean, with Disneyland shutting down, we didn't know how you guys were going to survive. It, it's it's rough. It's rough, but uh, are are you like camping out in the in the parking lot waiting for it to open, or what's what's going on?
2: Uh, Disney's treating us pretty good because they extended the expiration dates on all our annual passes, so uh, we're not l- l- losing any days, and it's a it's a sacrifice worth having.
0: Well, on the list of sacrifices of all time, Mike, um, I think the list now is Jesus, Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr., you—you've just passed Mother Teresa into fourth position. I
1: mean, I guess, yeah. Well,
2: yeah, you know, it's so, for the greater uh, good of the country. It's, uh, it's, well, it's, yeah.
1: But this
2: is the biggest sacrifice I'm making. It's
1: <laughs> it's okay. No, are they are they doing all kinds of exclusives just to kind of you know keep you sane or what?
2: Well, last last night, uh, which I believe was the sixteenth, I'm losing days here. Uh, Disney did a family sing along on Channel Seven or whatever, and it was pretty cool. A bunch of you know celebrities in their own homes singing Disney songs with the words across the bottom, like in the seventies and eighties, with the
1: ball nice. bouncing. Nice. It was pretty cool. So, when was the last time you did go?
2: Uh, last we went. Uh, About three days before the park closed Which I believe the park closed On March 14th So we were there about the 12th
1: We were wagering that you were there on the last day When they announced we're closing After Friday we were like oh no he'll be there
2: We have friends that were there And we (laughs) debated it But it it was just going to be too crowded Uh yeah (laughs) But we We will be there opening day
1: Oh man I can't even imagine what that's going to be like
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, how many times can you say you were at Disneyland opening day? Uh, Just once in, like, 1956. Right. Yeah. You mean July 17th, 1955, Ron? Ah, whatever, man. Good Lord. This This guy. This guy over here. Mike, so Chris and I have been having this conversation, and we think you and Eastman should do a show where you guys get together and just talk about Disneyland. I'm totally down. I'm in. I, I, that sounds perfect right,
1: well,
0: to me. I, yeah, we'll call it. We'll call it Mike, Mike and Mickey, so there we go.
1: <laughs> M M-M-M. M. There we go. you You, you heard it here. Um, a new show <laughs> in the works. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So real quick, uh, so what have you been uh, surviving on since you can't go to eat at Disneyland for dinner every night? What have you guys been doing? Uh, well,
2: we're we're doing like everybody should be doing, which is support our local restaurants that that we don't want to see going out of business. So, been doing a lot of uh, you know go over and do takeout or uh, food delivery. Um, I do have a, a warning, something that I we experienced, and it was definitely a learning experience. Is do not get delivery from your favorite Mexican restaurant. It's very really? tempting. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it gets real irritating every seven to ten minutes when the guy knocks on your door to refill the chips and salsa. <laughs> 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 hmm.
3: so, I thought it would be so a good do, thing.
0: Uh, <laughs> do, do you have an ability to, uh, to hire a mariachi guy to come and play for you while you eat as well? that would
2: be so rad just have them with the trumpets and the guitars stand out at the end of the driveway you know social distance distance that'd be awesome i
1: i smell a whiff of a scheme any enterprising musicians out there that's how you can get some work these days
3: definitely yeah all
0: right mike well it's been good catching up with you man thanks for calling in definitely yeah stay safe guys Okay, well that was fun, but let's uh, let's get into some nerd stuff now. Yes. Now that we've chatted with uh, our first caller, uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, the Walking Dead finale. Oh. You want to talk about that to start with?
1: Wait, w- the finale. Well, Sorta. the pseudo finale since <laughs> the, yeah, the since, finale since they finale didn't.
0: Yeah, until we get like the real finale, which will be a special at some point later down the road. Jeez. So they better make uh, that thing extra long of this man. season. Oh man, I'm sure it'll be an hour. It's it's it'll be funny cuz it'll be the episode where people actually die, you know? Right. And so, um <laughs> cuz that's the way it always is, right?
1: Well, but you saw the the preview the first like 3 minutes, right? Or whatever. Uh, for the I next d- one?
0: I did not. I did not watch it. I wanted to be surprised. I heard that uh, uh, uh What's-Her-Face comes back. That's uh, what I was
1: going to say. I didn't want to spoil it, but yes, that's exactly Maggie's back.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, her show got canceled. Her well, Whiskey Tango Frogstrat show. <laughs> Fucking stupid It was show. not very good. No. Uh,
1: you know what? I, a lot of these guys, they're leaving this show like voluntarily while it's still good. Um, I mean I get Andy Lincoln, he left and it was it was dog shit. But once he left, Angela Kang took over and it's been firing all, all cylinders and he's like, Man, I picked the wrong time to leave. Like he knew. Well, he- but I mean if
0: if the main show can be good, then that means that we have hope for <laughs> the movies. So maybe. And that's where I have hope. You know, it's like it, this will all like come around because the Rick Grime movies will be, you know, at least interesting to watch, you know. Yeah. So but but what did you uh, what did you think about this uh, this 15th episode, as it were, these the pseudo finale?
1: I mean, it it definitely didn't feel like a finale.
0: No, you know, not even a little. It, it,
1: there was absolutely no cliffhanger. It's like, hey, we're building up toward this big battle with this, you know, herd, and it didn't happen. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, that's where we're stopping? And and I get it. They, it's not. It wasn't the the plan. I totally get it. But man, that kind of sucks for them. You know, it's like they probably have a phenomenal episode going out of this, and it's like uh yeah we'll we'll deal with that one in a couple of months
0: (laughs) well and it's like it's sort of like you go out with princess and her goofiness to end the season yes and and it's like this is all a little uh anticlimactic right right (laughs) which
1: i was so excited because she seems perfect for that role she is like nail on the head
0: Absolutely, dude. She's a blast. Like, she is, uh, Princess is a goofy character in the comics, and she comes across as exactly that on the show. Yes. So.
1: And I didn't read uh, Puerto Rican, but I totally love it. It adds, like, uh, a J-Lo, you know, Rosie Perez vibe to her that I didn't read in the book.
0: Absolutely. Like, completely. I mean, and I, I love the bit with the landmines. Yes. My only, my only complaint is that in the books, they get to Pittsburgh, and there's, like, nobody. There's no walkers. There's nothing. Right. You know? You know? um, and it's like, in in the show, it's like, well, we can't not have walkers, you know, because, right. you know, we just can't. So, yeah, it was a little disappointing to me. And I think
1: they did a good workaround for that.
0: I guess. I, I mean, I dude. guess.
1: You didn't love the little, uh, you know, menagerie things that she did or whatever, the the window boxes and the oh, little... Oh, no, those were fun. That was hilarious. And I love that, like, uh, Ezekiel just fell out, like, lost his shit when he saw the cop giving a ticket.
0: Yeah, my, my, my only other complaint is it's my complaint of every horror film, which is how does the bad guy track... You know, like right. the people that ran away from him. Right. So it's not like you're in a community anymore. You know, like uh, it, it, this group of people they ran away from these zombies, and you're going to tell me that Beta can track them? Like I'm not feeling that at all. While um, guiding a horde. Yeah, like not even a little. You know. Yeah. So, and 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 uh, yeah, I mean, and the problem is without Alpha, you see the Whisperers falling apart. You yes. know, and that's yes. kind of interesting
1: to me. Dude, how about that mask though?
0: Oh, where he like sewed on like an extra piece of new skin. <laughs> yeah, so. a piece of alpha. <clears throat> oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even catch that. How did I miss that? That's
1: why he's hearing, hearing voices. He's he's internalized oh, her no now. Oh shit.
0: Okay. Okay. I mean, I got that part of it, like where she was talking to him. Right. But I didn't get that it was like part of her face that he was like. Oh yeah. Sewing on to his mask. Yeah. It's so freaking oh, dope. I, I can get behind that, dude. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, no, that was that I was like, oh my god, when I saw him first appear with it, I'm like, he took her face. All I kept thinking about was <laughs> I, I hope he put the lotion in the basket to keep the skin nice and pliant. Uh, you know. Uh
0: oh, inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, I will say as a wrap up, obviously this isn't wasn't the designed cliffhanger no. or the designed final episode of this season. But man, what an improvement this show has gone through <sighs> for the last yes. like really season and a half, two seasons, you know? Yes. Um. It just it's amazing. Uh, you didn't realize how bad it had gotten until you sit down and are watching this last two seasons um i don't love all of it but i there's never been a moment in the show where i'm like every episode of this was brilliant you know right uh even the first season had lacking moments but man oh man what a turnaround and if you aren't on walking dead like you're kind of missing out to be honest with you yes
1: absolutely it's it's almost like the show was was rebooted in a sense like it, it's become a little bit it's become super cool. And uh and and it's not like the zombie of the week anymore, you know. It's like, right. Right.
0: And, and you see them, you see society like moving on in a way that's somewhat more believable, you know, like they got like blacksmiths and they're using sticks and, you know, shields and shit like that now. It's like some really nice stuff going on that, uh, I really felt like the show was missing.
1: Everything that Steve complained about, they, it's like they heard him and they fixed 90% of it. Like there's well, and
0: people aren't doing dumbass things anymore. I at least can give them credit for that, right? Except for
1: Carol. Wow.
0: Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> but she's a legend, don't you know that? Right. She's a legend. Right. We hear the stories. Well, that's
1: that's <laughs> apparently her her superpower is doing dumb shit. That's her. That's her superpower. The one girl's deaf. And you know.
0: if that was a legit superpower, you know, <laughs> uh, I'd be like I'd be behind that. So but do you think uh do you think that they're setting up Negan to be like one of the leaders long term now? Do you think that's where it's going? Of course. Because I feel like I feel like they've gotta knock off some people at the end of this. Like mm, at this point maybe. they can't kill Redis because he's you know, he's essentially Rick at this point. So you can't kill Redus. Yeah. Uh, you can't really kill Carol, you know
1: i mean yeah but i mean how many times did we say that over the course of this show
0: yeah but i feel like i feel like like uh like ezekiel is gonna eat it you yeah. know
1: yeah he barely um, made it through these episodes
0: i think like alden is gonna eat it the guy that you know he's been on for about four seasons now so um was, was that the a- one that was like into maggie for a <laughs> while that guy yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean, I, I don't want to say it, but, I, you know, Jerry, Jerry might eat it at some point, you know.
1: Well, I think um, you're not going to take out Ezekiel and Jerry. I think Jerry's sick.
0: You think Jerry survived?
1: Dude, they sure made us feel like he was going. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Winnie the and Pooh. And then
0: I, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like at this point, like with uh, with Luke, with Dan Fogler's character, like if you're not going to do anything with him, just off him, you know. Because that's basically what it's come to at this point. Oh, is
1: he the, the band director guy?
0: Yeah, the musician yes. guy. Yeah. Like, he just is sort of like, they they haven't done anything with him in like a half season at this point.
1: But they do that shit, man. Look how long Daryl was out of commission. This is true. You're not wrong. Where I mean, he just was
0: kind of there and not really doing anything.
1: Yeah, for a long time. And at that point, I remember saying, they're going to kill off Daryl. He's, he's not important anymore. And then, of course, they decide, Rick decides he wants to leave the show, and Carl's killed off, and so they kind of had to keep him. So,
0: But, you know, so all in all, uh, one, are you excited for the actual finale when we someday see it, if ever? (laughs) Yes. And two, uh, uh, does it, it, was this iteration of The Walking Dead good enough to give you, to give fear another chance at this point?
1: No, 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 (laughs) no. (laughs) (laughs) Who...
0: Alright, so you heard it here. We 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 give a big thumbs up to season ten of The Walking Dead. Absolutely. Oh wait, Chris, it sounds like we're getting another phone call here. Man, this is busy. Uh, oh who, it, it, hello, caller. Who's this?
3: Hey guys, it's Steve. Oh what's hey, up, Steve? Steve's here. Oh man, I'm just uh doing some backyard thrashing with my boys, dude, lifting some weights while we're under quarantine now for uh four fucking months or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you wanted some bonding time so
3: yeah it's 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 something <laughs> yeah, I, can, well, I can finally i finally <laughs> have that time to concentrate on myself
1: well this is true right this is true
0: so steve you were the first one to give me the information uh what what happened
3: uh what happened with comic-con dude comic-con is done for the year nothing nothing happening Oof. uh uh, everybody who has paid uh, for tickets and uh, including vendors will be receiving an email within about a week. Um, either uh, uh, getting their money back or just crediting them for 2021. So, yep, pretty. Uh, you know, there are some people who say, "Oh, you know, hey, oh well, uh, hey man." So, that's how a lot of people make their nut? So,
1: uh, absolutely. You know some people definitely rely Absolutely. on that uh, that's kind of like their their big uh big sales yeah. week yeah, for the year know.
3: i mean we, we we tend to forget you know uh, as we punch our clocks uh at a uh, best buy or fucking am pm or whatever the fuck that there are people <laughs> who have taken their entire life savings and poured it into becoming uh, a full-time artist uh, a vendor for these right. shows and, and this is it. This is what they do. And uh, this is big, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, musicians too, man.
3: And, you know, from what I'm already understanding, you know, uh, they're already out of fucking money for small businesses. I, you know, I don't know. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, hey, listen, I got my tiger money and I'm, I'm looking to buy my white tiger right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I'm, I've got oh my, my fucking full-time job and shit still. I'm still working and stuff. So.
1: So so you got your stimulus so, so you got the tiger money
3: Absolutely Yeah. Oh, yeah nice been, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking like I'm building a run In the backyard Out of pallet wood it's Fucking chicken wire For the little motherfucker I figure that'll hold him You know for, okay. for a while I'm gonna ride this motherfucker Like he-man dude Like remember his green tiger And shit I got, I got plans. I got plans, man. You know? <laughs> oh
1: my God. Steve exotic.
3: i I've got, I've got a whole new wardrobe lined up. Whole new wardrobe. Can't wait to start. I'm going to start with a mullet, but if I don't really like it, you know, Hey, listen, you know what a mullet is? It's just a really wide Mohawk. I could just, I've had that before. We'll just thin it out a little bit. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: So are you going to uh, buy a collection
3: of shirts that you're not going to wear buttoned anymore? Oh, dude, you might as well cut them motherfucking buttons right off. There's no need for them. We're going, we're going full <laughs> chest hair, you know. Full, and I'm like, what do I gotta do to produce even more chest hair? I want like a like a Tom Selleck thing going on, you know. Oh, oh it's yeah. just goddamn beautiful. If you guys, I'll like fucking grease it up. If you want to just rub your run your fingers through <laughs> and feel that manliness, I'm okay with it, dude. Because oh. you know, like, listen, man, you know. Uh, everybody's pretty much uh, two tigers and a fucking a little bit of meth away from being being gay. <laughs> I, well, well, hey, yeah. real quick, before we go any further, though, I want to wish Ron a very happy birthday. I don't know if everybody's seen this. I know he's super excited. Um, as soon as everything lo- loosens up, he'll be able to get his senior discount.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, man. You know, I was
3: like, I know you know, <laughs> Just for men is not considered an essential,
1: but it is out
3: there. And it is out there.
1: The nice thing is he doesn't have to pay for haircuts.
3: You know, hey, I'm talking a lot of shit right now. I don't know if you guys see my beard, but it is fucking
0: white. (laughs) i I will i will tell the listeners at home that uh due to the coronavirus i am growing a beard because i have never had a beard in my life um and i i didn't know it was going to be quite as white as it is (laughs) so i oh it's epic this amazing
3: thing is coming out of his face just you got to let it happen now
0: uh uh, you know what yeah i'm gonna be uh just so you know i'm gonna be the coronavirus santa come uh uh (laughs) <laughs> come July, I'm gonna invite uh, invite the, the peoples to come sit on my lap, and they could tell me what they want for a coronavirus Christmas. You know. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Being 43 is rough. You know when I'm get when I get to 50, like you and Chris, I, I let me know how that goes. So I'm at fucking
3: Denny's every day, <sighs> taking advantage of that shit. You know. <laughs> Beautiful.
1: Why not, man? No shame in that game. I earned it. (laughs) So,
0: so real quick, Steve. uh, uh, Did you end up watching the uh, the reunion episode, as it were, of the of the Tiger King?
3: No, I hear there's this secret episode out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they dropped like an eighth episode that has interviews with a bunch of the people. Um, but Really? Well, the problem is, is it doesn't have Carol that bitch Carol Baskins or Joe. So, like, you know, it's sort of like all the tertiary folks in the, uh, the show, you know? Right. So, but uh, that and, you know, Jeff Lowe, the most evil man in the
3: world. So, that fucking guy sucks, too, man. I'm telling you. He set up Joe <laughs> Exotic.
1: Dude. How how mad is Carol Baskin right now where she came out of this insane situation looking like the villain?
3: Well, I've already given I've already given friends the warning. I said, hey man, if I disappear and Jennifer starts fucking wearing flowers and shit in her hair, she fucking fed me to my tiger. Okay. (laughs) She did it. She fucking fed me to the tiger. Jennifer
0: your wife's gonna be like, Hey there, you cool cats and witches. We should go back to her fucking maiden name, and you know <laughs> Jennifer Lichett's here. So, so real quick, what are you? Because uh, uh, I know you uh, you're not like into Disney Plus as much. That's for the kids. So, what are you watching to, uh, uh, to fill up your time here in the apocalypse? I
3: picked up. I have picked up Shutter, the the horror oh. uh, little uh, you know app thing. It's got uh, new episodes of Creep Show. I've watched the first three um, They're it. okay I mean, you know, listen They're they're definitely capitalizing on Kind of that The cheesiness of the early 80s uh, mm-hmm. They're not missing the mark on that at all But they're pretty good uh, Last night <laughs> I just watched uh, uh, A documentary on uh, Some of uh, uh, Horror uh, haunts Halloween horror haunts around the country All, all of them are kind of independent oh, nice. ones They talk to the people who've been doing it for a long time It's pretty good, yeah so that's what I've been doing to, to pass the time in the evening, when uh, me and the wife aren't making more tiger cubs. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm glad to hear that you're uh, you're you're
0: out there now. Are you able to still lift weights on the regular? I know our listeners really
3: care. Yes, I uh, I, I have my backyard set up, uh, so I'm definitely hitting it. I was actually just hitting it with one of my sons before uh, we we got on the air here. Uh, so I, am nice, definitely, man, nice. I am, I'm not skipping it. <laughs> even if you gotta scrap goddamn you know cinder blocks on your fucking you know wrist you just gotta lift that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm at but I anxiously await my pins uh, to open up again so
0: uh, so what do you, so wait where did you get weights? How did you acquire weights like I I, I understood those were on the black market.
3: There's a black market. <laughs> It's already starting to happen. People are starting to open up their fucking back doors and let you fucking in. You just gotta be on the fucking in, man. <laughs> you know, you gotta have the fucking <laughs> speakeasy. Every, like everybody wanted to fucking speakeasy. Well, guess what, motherfuckers, they're here. You just gotta have the, you know. Oh, let's get into it, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so it's like uh, it's like the roaring twenties, but for weightlifting, not for alcohol. At this point, right?
3: Oh, I know what those are too. I can't say, though. I can't
0: say. Well, shit, dude. You could get alcohol to go at this point. Like, you're like, I would like a
3: gin and tonic in a to-go cup. Who's fucking dying to have her goddamn eyebrows plucked? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I need fucking Botox. I need my fucking hair done. I can't do this. (laughs) It's fucking ridiculous. But hey, what the fuck, right?
1: (laughs) It gives you a look at who's going to survive the apocalypse and who (sighs) won't. Right. Like like when you're talking about I have to get to the hairdresser to get my roots done Like oh my god This, this will be the first motherfucker to go right here
3: hey, Does everybody have toilet paper? Everybody good there?
1: Yeah man I still got the garden hose I got daughters man I hide that shit
3: <laughs> right? Garden hose
0: and a palm fron. I'm good
3: It's alright <laughs> fucking call from all right guy. man
0: well it was good catching up with you we'll catch you again next week man uh keep lifting keep staying strong and we'll talk to you soon
3: now remember guys if the dead fall down and they get back up and they start fucking eating other motherfuckers one to the head okay don't forget that uh so let's talk a little bit about westworld
1: oh my god it's so freaking good all
0: right now are you Are you completely caught up through
1: five episodes? Yes, and that's why it's going to be hard for me not to spoil anything for you. And especially with Westworld, because every episode is a new spoiler. Like, it's just that good. Right, right.
0: Well, uh, let's just talk like we'll talk in broad strokes because I've only seen the first three episodes. Right. Would you say this is the kind of like for me, it almost feels like a soft reboot of the show where if you've never seen the first two seasons of the show, you could literally throw on season three and kind of follow what's going on.
1: Maybe, maybe. I I think um, it would not have the same weight. It'd be kind of like watching uh, I that, watching, you know, Return of the Jedi without watching four and five.
0: Okay. I mean, I guess, I mean, but for me, it's like aesthetically speaking, they, they really did a hard reboot on this. Oh, like it yes. feels like a very different show.
1: One hundred percent. I think um, one of the things that I liked most about Westworld in the first two seasons was that we were in another world. Um, that we got glimpses of, you know, the present or the past as far as this show goes. Um, but we spent most of our time in the old West or in samurai world or, you know, any number of worlds. This is completely the same thing on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like you are full on way in the future.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like, um, the future feels like Blade Runner. Yeah. So.
1: But, but cleaner.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like it's not as dour as Blade Runner. Like, don't get me wrong. I love me some Blade Runner, but Blade Runner is dour as fuck. Right. Um, uh, but it's like this this idea of this world that these people live in. It's like kind of amazing. Like um, it's uh, very controlled by robots, you yeah. know, um, although I do well, I have yes a weird no. sneaking suspicion because they had this conversation about worlds, worlds within worlds, when we first started. That yeah. that we may not be in uh, uh, the real world. Like I know that seems weird, but it's who knows at this point. Um, especially with uh, when we did the the flash, like the uh, World War II two world with Maeve, and it ended up just being assimilation inside a computer.
1: You know. Yes. How crazy would that be? 100% expected, really, is what it would be. You still there?
0: Yeah, I'm here. Oh, Sorry, okay. my headphone's turned off. Oh. I'll just edit that out. Right. Okay, keep going.
1: Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's the brilliance of this show is just when you think you've figured out what's going on, they throw a hard curveball at you. Like, I did not see that shit with Maeve coming. Like, that was brilliant
0: yeah i mean it freaked me out at first because i was like oh shit like the the two dudes that like helped her out like they don't even give a shit or remember her that's weird right know. and then it was like and then when the one dude was like like in love calling her my love i was like wait a minute wait wait a minute yeah (laughs) like what is going on like none of this seems and then it was like you know given to you and you're like oh okay I, I dig that, you know. Uh, I did like. Uh, I do love sort of the um, the robots of the real world and how they're very uh, utilitarian, as it were,
1: you know. Um, would oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they don't look like 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 humanoids.
0: No, no. And I think that it's like very specifically they're designed to look like robots. You know, yeah, they, they're they Mecha, all look like for sure yeah like very much so and in that way where you're like okay there's nothing is humanoid about them you know right so although I, I do have one complaint which is like if you're gonna make a robot in this world like you gotta create a spot on this fucking thing where you can shoot it with a gun and it automatically stops it um, because all of these motherfuckers seem like you like no matter how many bullets you spray at them they do not go down
1: <laughs> so, you talking about, you're talking about whether, uh, like uh, Dolores and those guys
0: I'm talking about any robot. So, like, when uh, when the robot, like, tries the, the, the like, the everyday, like, cleaning robot grabs okay. uh, uh you know, brain core and, like, runs out of the building with it, it takes, like, a squad of dudes to bring this one, like, right. janitorial robot down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's like.
1: Well, they got to be durable, man. You know, they're, they're cleaning up some heavy oh. duty shit in there.
0: No, just like create a spot that's like a shoot in case of emergency spot on a robot that will take the damn thing out. Like, how has nobody designed this into every robot? Right. How do we, right. Since Terminator, have we learned nothing? Like, come on now.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we just recently had the meltdown at the park. Maybe they've never had an issue. Maybe there was never a need.
0: I find that incredibly hard to believe.
1: <laughs> I do too. I mean, I'm scared of the the Boston Dynamics shit that they keep putting out in our world. Let alone, right? You know, <laughs> I, I,
0: I. <laughs> let, let alone in Westworld. <laughs> right. You know.
1: Right. Right. I. It really makes me wonder how much people know in the in their real world about the robots in Westworld and in the in the. Uh, you know, different worlds. Because they don't... They, like, he seems like he has no idea. I'm talking about Aaron Paul. He has no idea what right. she is.
0: Um, I mean, if you've never been to Westworld, how would you know?
1: I think that's you know? the point. like,
0: it's like a place where rich people go to fuck robots. Yes. So.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like... It, it's like... You could explain like, Star Wars land to somebody, but until you go there... It's it's like you guys completely were like gushing over it. I'm like, yeah, whatever, it's Star Wars. But going there, I was like, Oh, I get it now. This is fucking dope.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty immersive as far as things yes. go, you know? So I, I just, you know, I think I would like to have seen um I mean, and once again, you're two episodes ahead of me. So <laughs> I at one point I literally forgot. Uh, like you know, I was like, Oh shit, that's right. Ed Harris is on this show. Right. <laughs> you know. I was like, Oh damn, that's right. I forgot he was on this show. Um, yeah, I'm trying you know, I'm trying uh, not I'm to spoil some
1: things. Like I'm not sure fine, what you fine. know not, uh, up to this point. I don't
0: know anything. So I'm I've finished episode three and I know Ed Harris shows up in episode four. So Okay. because okay. um, they showed it in the previews. shit's of like about to go next down. Week, dude. Da, da, da. Like you're
1: about to have I'm your sure mind blown.
0: Is. Well then I'm in. Like yes. sign me up.
1: So, so good, dude. And I, I'm like, at this point, that's all I'm looking forward to. It's like, is it Sunday yet? That well, mm-hmm. Sundays and and I think uh Tuesdays because Killing Eve has come back. But man, Westworld, every week that's the only thing I got to look forward to. Because now Walking Dead's gone. Yeah,
0: what is this? What is this Killing Eve you keep telling Dude, me about? What is this show about?
1: I, I cannot believe you have not watched this show. So it's a BBC show. And it's it's basically the story of two women. Um, one named Eve. She works for like MI6. And she... I'm not even sure exactly what she does. But she's, she's not like a cop or anything. She's sort of like... One of the intelligence people or something. And... Um, and another woman named Villanelle who is a Russian assassin. And okay. the whole thing centers around these two characters and how they're kind of obsessed with each other. You know, so you're getting all of the cool assassin stuff of like John Wick, but you also have this like weird blurring of the lines between you know, good and evil. And, you know, it's like, there's this attraction that these two characters keep getting brought together and they're obsessed with each other. Um, but they're supposed to be on polar opposite sides of the law. Um, it's not like a romantic thing, but you know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's, I mean, I'm intrigued. It's freaking brilliant. And, and, uh, both the main women have won, you know, either golden globes or Emmys or, you know, like they're killing it and every season the the depth on these characters is just like off the charts they just keep going deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole it's so fucking good now dude. how many
0: seasons are it's it's starting 3 seasons how many seasons have you finished at this point
1: uh 2 seasons they just dropped episode 1 of season 3 um but it's a okay. bbc well, show so it's I'll, it's a limited run so it's only like 8 episodes for a season
0: Oh okay So yeah. it's a quick watch basically Oh
1: absolutely But if you, if you have not checked out Killing Eve You have to check out this show It is so goddamn good And funny
0: Well I will definitely I will definitely give it a look Like without question It's got our sense so, of humor
1: for uh, sure but,
0: Well then I love it already yes, uh, yes But back to finish up our discussion about Westworld So uh, would you say that uh, That season three so far Has been like an uptick from season two
1: I don't know if I would go like that. You didn't like season two as much. I went back and rewatched. No, I think one and two.
0: I think they were trying too hard on season two. I feel like it was. um, I feel like they were working real hard to make mysteries as opposed to like, let's just tell a great story after we told a great story. Season one, you know? (laughs) It's it's the same. It's that thing where you're like, well, we created a formula, and now we have to abide by it, as opposed to just going, hey, we knocked it out of the park, season one. Let's just try and do a good bit of storytelling for season two. Have you rewatched? It's why I feel like this? I have. I've rewatched season two, and I I, I think it's better the second time. It's definitely but better the second time. I don't time. think it's as. Yeah, but I don't think it's as good as the first season.
1: Well, of course. I mean, you're you're world building and you're setting up all the rules and you're shocking us with season one. I mean, how do you top a finale where you kill off Anthony Hopkins?
0: You know? That's the problem, though, is that that first season had Anthony Hopkins, and the second season does not did not have anyone with that gravitas for me, mm. which is weird because I'm a big Breaking Bad fan, right. and I'm now I'm like. I'm I'm captivated by Aaron Paul. So like and his yes, his performance within the show makes me want to watch more.
1: Well, that's good. I I'm not blown away by him. Um I I think um Dolores for me is the absolute standout on this season. Um and and you're just oh, now getting dude. there when when you yeah. start to see her come out in, you know in in episodes 4 and 5 uh, come out of her shell a little bit and we start to see that Dolores that you know we saw in, in season 1 and 2 especially in season 2 where she became that badass right. like I, I feel like the first two or three episodes she was just kind of blah um but man once we start to see her plan unfolding it's like holy shit like this is the real shit right fair here fair enough yeah, I'm. I'm well, super stoked. I, I'll
0: tell you, man. I'll tell you, man. I I like Evan Rachel Wood. I think she does a great job on the show. Yes. Um, I I just think for me, like I said, Aaron Paul brings new energy as Caleb. Yeah. Um, and I think he's really fun to watch. Um, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, and, and now you're gonna give me Ed Harris too. Like, right. I'm in. Sign right. me up. Right. You know.
1: So, well, and
0: and uh, um, the Valkyrie yeah, man.
1: has been really strong this season. Uh, what's yeah, Tessa,
0: Tessa Thompson's yes. all right. I, I, I like her a lot. I just, I she's a mixed bag for me. Like, certain things I love her in, like, I loved her in the first Creed movie, and then she just was kind of forgettable in the second one. And then, like, the Men in Black International, like, that movie's uh, terrible. I didn't so it's watch like, that. you
1: know. I, I knew that was terrible.
0: Oh, it's, it's god awful. But it's I think god awful. The, the well,
1: coolest part about her is that you could see evan rachel wood in her in the end of uh season two like you could see dolores inhabiting her and that's one of the coolest things about this show is that you know these actors are are portraying each other at times um super cool
0: uh chris it sounds like we got yet another phone call this it's like the day that never another one another one uh caller who's this this is mike eastman oh, oh. what's <laughs> up mike how you doing man i'm i'm doing pretty well can't complain well i can oh, but yeah we'll go there <laughs> how are you surviving the uh the coronavirus what are you up to at home well i am quarantined with my ex-girlfriend we
2: broke up uh Oh, we shit. broke up in December, and I've been uh, letting her kind of crash here as she kind of
0: gets things together uh, for a new place. And then the quarantine hit. So wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. So you're Oof. you're quarantined with your ex girlfriend? That is correct.
2: Stuck with my ex girlfriend, 24 hours a day in a one bedroom or two bedroom
0: house. Oh my God.
1: Wait, wait. Go ahead, Chris. Go. Since December?
0: Since this began. <laughs>
1: Dude, you must be the nicest guy on the planet. I that that was like two and a half months. It's it's it felt like longer. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, you you gave her some time to get her shit together. She had a lot of shit apparently. If you can't get it together in two and a half months, oh my god. Oh my god, you, oh. you're like yeah, you're much nicer than I am. I got kids that I'm, I'm packing boxes for. They'll find somewhere.
0: Well, if they want to move in with my ex-girlfriend, then we got a solution for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Mike, real quick, since we never finished it up on the show, and you, this was one of the ones we talked about, so you finished Lock and Key, right? I did finish Lock and Key, yeah. So how did you feel about the end of that? I I,
2: I really enjoyed the ending. I thought it was kind of cool. I liked the, uh, the little twist with... Uh, Spoiler alert: the the person we think getting sucked into the blue portal was not the person we thought getting sucked into the blue portal. Thought that was a cool like right. horror twist, like to see where they go with that. Um, reminded me a little bit of like Drag Me to Hell in those kind of situations. You're like, oh shit, no!
0: Nice. So, are are you uh, are you excited for season two? Oh uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited for season two. Uh, I mean, like I said, like I like that little twist at the end. I like to see where they go with it. Um, I didn't read the comic.
2: I'm kind of curious with the comic now. I've been actually watching a lot of comic book shows without having that base uh, source material kind of knowledge. I've been watching Happy, but that's based on a graphic novel as well. So I'm just like, kind of, Kind of just taking everything in as it comes. I know that I've read a little bit about the comic of Lock and Key and how it's a little bit darker, so I might actually uh, start picking those up and uh, kind of reading those after I watch the series.
0: Right. Nice, man, nice. Well, that's good. Hey, so uh, <laughs> uh, we talked to Mike Jones, uh, and we had an idea, which is we think you and him should do a podcast together about Disneyland because you guys both love Disney so much. And you know what we're going to call it? What? <laughs> no. We're gonna call it, we were gonna call it Mike, Mike, and Mickey, so we think it's a fun name, right? The three M's. Why? Did you have something in mind? The uh, the Virgin Life podcast. <laughs> no, I mean what sounds more entertaining than two uh
2: two guys named Mike talking about Disney for an hour.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know that we would get an hour out of that each episode. I was thinking maybe like forty minutes, you know. So- Especially because you guys have such differing opinions on uh, on what it means to be a Disney fan, and we did talk to him. He's barely surviving. How are you doing? I'm doing actually pretty well. I've always been the Disney fan. I was born and raised there. I was freaking potty trained at Disneyland
2: because I was a summer baby. Uh, what? like if I wet my pants, we went home. Like that was the deal. Cause you get kids in uh, under three free. Mm. Uh, so I spent a ton of time there. So the amount of time I spent there means that I haven't had a pass in about maybe four or five years now just because I know every single centimeter of that park and I don't dislike it. It's just, I go and I'm like, ah, it's the same. It feels like home. It's cool, but I don't need to go there every weekend. Like Mike and Kelly do and things like that. <laughs> so it hasn't been too bad
1: for me. I was a pass holder for a few years as well. And I, I started to feel like I wanted to have other people who weren't pass holders go with me so I could show them all the stuff that I knew because there wasn't anything new for me. It's like I explored every inch of that. Place. Exactly.
2: You need to like and have that like to rediscover things through other people like that keeps it alive and that keeps it fun. So basically
0: what you're saying is you're not interested in doing my show that I'm coming up with the idea for.
2: <laughs> I am always down to talking about Disney, and some of my favorite arguments are Disney arguments because they're so ridiculous and so they lack any kind of real substance. It's just arguing about something purely fluffy, um, so I love it. Um, I mean, I've gotten to plenty of fun arguments with uh, Mike and uh, his wife, Kelly, over you know, Tower of Terror and versus parties of the Galaxy oh, and things like that.
0: Please... Please give me an example of your fluffiest argument you've ever been in. I, I, I'm in genuinely curious.
2: Well, I know at a certain party uh, a couple uh, about, about six months ago or something like that. I remember getting into an argument about the about visiting Universal Studios in Florida. Uh, my take on it was that Hogwarts is one of the greatest theme parks. Uh, auditions ever created. And it's really cool and actually surpasses anything Disney's done. And the person I was arguing with said there was no point to even go to Universal since it's a substandard product and Disney should be enough for anyone who really likes Disney. Obviously, I was not a true fan.
0: (laughs) This sounds like a conversation I would love to have been a part of. So, no,
2: I love it. I just got, uh, you know, being bored at home, working from home. I had uh, about a day-long argument with somebody online when talking about Walt Disney World versus Disneyland. So this is right up my alley. Um, Might as well let other people in on the insanity as opposed to just kind
0: of having a a troll war on Facebook. Well, there you go. It's been agreed upon. I'm going to put the poster up for the new
1: show. Mike Jones was talking about in the interim while they're locked out of the out of the mouse, they were watching the sing along on TV. Were you watching that as well?
2: No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so you're the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> You're not quite as far over to the to the Disney side as I, he is.
2: I love Disney. I have like a lot of like uh, Adventureland themed like stuff in my house with like tribal masks, and I'm really big into Indiana Jones. Uh, when I was 12, I went dressed as Indy in the summer every day when it opened, uh, like in a bomber jacket in the sweltering heat. Um, <laughs> so like I love me <laughs> Disney, but it's also like that's part of my childhood. I love regressing to my childhood on occasion, but I don't need to live in my childhood. I like creepy weird stuff as well um, that Disney doesn't give me. So like Disney Plus, I watched The Mandalorian. I watched uh, the Imagineering documentary and things like that. Um, but I really didn't get deep into like watching the sing-alongs, watching old movies, things like that. Just because they're great. I love them, but I don't need to like, I can't survive off of that. Like once or twice a year is good for me as far as regressing that far back into my childhood.
1: So you're not watching the even Stevens episodes on, on Disney Plus or what? I do
2: like me some Ren Stevens. She she was my childhood crush, so there you go. Um and Shia. Gotta love some Shia.
1: I still maintain that Shia should be the new Indiana Jones. Crickets. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's how that should be responded to with nobody saying anything. So, all right, Mike. Well, it's good catching up to you, man. All right. All right. Great. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. That was fun. Good conversation with Mike there. Some good stuff, man. Some good stuff. Well, let's uh, let's transition out of this. So we're gonna do uh, since it's just Chris and I, and it's harder to have like three way conversations. I, I want to try a, a new uh, a new segment, as it were. So, uh, in- in- inspired by our constant arguments over the prequels and Hayden Christensen and everything that Chris hates versus everything Ron loves and vice versa. Um, I, I would like to do an, uh, a segment called In Defense of." So uh, we are going to talk a little bit about a movie that I love that Chris does not love. Um, oh, so, so this is your redemption you segment. Gotcha. A little bit. But I want to talk to you about the movie Signs. Oh, so um, we've been we've been we, doing you talking about the re-watches. M Night
1: Shyamalan uh, Ding Dong Signs?
0: I uh, yeah, dude. I'm talking <laughs> about the movie Signs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, okay, let's do this.
0: <laughs> Why not? What, what do you mean? Okay. <laughs> Why not? Like no signs, dude. We rewatched Signs the other night, and uh, I had. An epiphany of sort that took me down the rabbit hole. So Did you uh, swing so away? So what is your complaint with the movie Signs? Did, what did, do you hate about Signs?
1: Did, did you swing away?
0: I did swing away. I did <laughs> swing away completely.
1: I, I think Signs is a great Hitchcock film that makes the cardinal sin of showing at the end. If they had not shown... I would have probably loved that movie. It falls apart in the last 10 minutes. Absolutely falls apart. Oh, why does it fall apart? But tell me why it falls oh my apart. This God. is always what everybody tells me. The alien looks terrible, first of all. And then of course Okay. And then of course with the moment I was just talking about, swing away, Meryl. It's so stupid <laughs> and predictable. Like so awful, it's it, you know what it is. No, what, we like some kind of Suicide Squad or something. Like, oh my God, no! <laughs> you did not just say "Swing Away."
0: Like, come on. Okay. Uh, okay, so this is my argument for the movie Signs. Okay. I think that as an audience member, everyone has miswatched Signs for the last twenty years.
1: Okay, hit me with it.
0: So signs, tell me what the movie signs is about. Specifically, just give me broad strokes. Okay,
1: for, for me I see faith in that movie.
0: Absolutely. Okay, that's yes without question. Faith and redemption. But what is what happens Okay, but what happens in the movie? Like like what is the main thing that happens
1: in the movie? Alien invasion.
0: What if I told you they're not aliens? Okay. What if I told you that they're demons? Hmm. So what if I told you that we have all been watching that movie wrong for a long time? Because the movie is not about an alien invasion. Because let me, let me put these few things out for you. One, we never actually see an alien spaceship at any point during the movie. Okay. At no point during the movie do we see it. We only hear people talk about these weird things that are happening, like a bird falling from the sky. Right. Right. Um, so, what if I told you that that was in direct reference to a Bible verse out of Revelations?
1: <laughs> what?
0: What if I told you that the entire time he put that movie together, he put it together under the concept that it was never an alien invasion. It was always a demon invasion. And the reason the water kills the quote unquote creatures at the end is not because they're aliens. It's because it's holy water because he is a priest and everything in the house is blessed by him.
1: What? When do we ever see him (laughs) bless the glasses of water?
0: He doesn't have to. He's a priest. The entire house is his domain. Oh, So come because on. he is a priest, all of the water in the house is holy.
1: <laughs> so he's got a holy baseball bat too, and you know, a holy pair well, of underwear. and
0: and his daughter, his daughter is the miracle daughter. She is the angel of sorts. Okay. Like this movie, I really think we've been watching this movie wrong for twenty years. I think that uh, uh, the intended nature of it uh, was um, he basically wanted to put something together to go if demons showed up in the world today how would we react to them well in a scientific world we wouldn't react to demons as being demons somebody would be like you know they're aliens like you know like there's an alien invasion going on when it's not it's like they're basically fighting off the apocalypse well then what
1: are the crop circles
0: uh the aliens had to religiously know let us know that they were coming (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why do they need the crops? Like the crop circles never make any sense, anyways. Because it's basically this idea of like, oh, what aliens need like a landing site? What the hell? <laughs> so, I mean,
1: you, your scouts I'm, send out places to land.
0: Uh, yeah, except that one, we never see the alien ship. We just see lights. So it's 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 a lot of misdirect to let your mind think one thing until the truth is this other
1: thing. Okay. What else you got?
0: <laughs> what do you mean what else I, mean, I got? It's it's <laughs> clever.
1: It's a clever twist. It still doesn't undo the sins of the of the movie. I th- I think it's an interesting no, take. It... Absolutely. And it does. I, I don't make think me... it's an
0: interesting take. But here's the thing. Here's the the crazy part about it. So I started doing going down the rabbit hole on this because we were watching <laughs> the movie and I started what I go, wait, wait a minute. Like things I'd never noticed before. So then I started doing research on this. And apparently In 2006, he gave an interview that basically said exactly what I was thinking, which is like, it was always intended to be this way. Hmm. And then some of the little things, like go up and look at the synopsis of the movie. It doesn't mention an alien invasion. basically the entire concept of aliens is put there by the media in the film because they don't know how to explain what's going on like these creatures and the only one that mentions aliens are Merrill uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character um, like he's the one that constantly mentions it so the reality of the whole story of this story of faith of the story of like uh, of a man picking up on the religious signs and the signs around him it's all rooted in this and the fact that we didn't see it from the get-go blows my mind
1: i mean that's clever it's definitely clever um
0: i mean you're almost like want to go back and rewatch it now don't you
1: i don't know dude i mean i've watched it a couple (laughs) times i don't know if that's interesting enough to make me want to go maybe i'll give you a hard maybe on that one
0: go back and rewatch it with this in your mind and especially because we watched it and then i was so intrigued by this this idea that i went through and like i fell down the rabbit hole and then when i came out the other side i watched it again completely different film dude really interesting so
1: i mean cool i i don't know that that's kind (laughs) of what a film is supposed to do but sure i mean it's nice that it has multiple layers
0: well, it's like an ogre, dude, or like an onion. You know, it's got layers. It's like a parfait.
1: <laughs> it's like a parfait. <laughs> I, I think that's a really cool take. I don't, I, I mean, I guess, I, I don't know that it changes a whole lot for me as far as the, the story goes. Um, I, I think it's details. I think it's cool details. <laughs> um, but I mean, why would, I, I don't know why he would spend so much time painting it as aliens. Why would you even use the crop circles if, if you're not sure you know if you're trying to take well, people another way
0: i don't think i don't think it was a lack of certainty i think it's this concept of selling a movie and i think that it's harder to sell something that's uh, completely like grounded in in religious stuff because right. then it becomes a religious movie right. as opposed to a movie about an, an alien invasion you know
1: yeah but here's the same director of devil <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, he obviously is not afraid of doing religious movies. No, I know,
0: but remember, I mean, at the time it's 2001, 2002, it's a uh it's a movie, it's a Disney film because it's a Touchstone film at that point, yeah. you know. Um so, I, I mean, there are certain things you can and can't do. And I think yeah. that, like, go. I, I'm just saying in defense of this movie, I think that most people's complaints are like you in the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yes. And I think that it's because people greatly misunderstand the layout of that movie. So,
1: I mean, maybe I, I, I totally see the points and I get the holy water thing and I'll totally go with you on that. Sure. He He's holy <laughs> Even though he doesn't have any faith He still is holy um, Sure It still doesn't oh, Swing away Meryl like, It still doesn't undo that <laughs> Like <laughs> Come on man um, And then And the demons looked janky As fuck I think if he went back on, and dude, did a George Lucas on it 2002 I think he needs to go back and touch it up
0: I don't think that th- he's not George Lucas. Only one person gets to do that. I think so. he should
1: do it. I think he should do it just for himself. Do it for well, us. This has
0: been a full, a full-throated argument in defense of uh, <laughs> M Night Shyamalan's uh, uh, signs. Oh, so watch go it Go back, again. rewatch Signs. New eyes, new eyes. All right, let's wrap it up right there. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Uh, once again, um, I am uh, Machone Stupid Spinoff, and I'm Meryl Swinging Away. And we hope you guys are having a Nerd Life Crisis. Music for the Nerd Life Crisis podcast is provided by Big Papa and the TCB. All music available at bptcb.com or at iTunes. Nerd Life Crisis is recorded at the Inland Blues Studios. Make sure to subscribe to the Nerd Life Crisis at iTunes and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Nerd Life Crisis. This episode of The Nerd Life Crisis is brought to you by IB Comics. IB Comics, the home of great creator-driven stories for people of all ages, including Legba's Juke Joint. The first book of a nine-book series is available now and tells the story of American music from the blues to the present. The series examines the values of American society and for what we as people are willing to trade our soul. The book has been called Smart and Clever by Mark Wade of The Flash and Superman, and Raw, Honest, and Profoundly Human by Stephen Frank, the creator of Silver and the animator on The Iron Giant. The book is available now at www.ibcomics.com. IB Comics, the home of great stories.